Because of the following special program, Kiss meets the family of the park and Chips will not be shown tonight. Points Holiday Special, starring Jason Gibner, Gabe Bott, and introducing Obi-Wan Kenobi, Saw Gerrera, G897, Orson Krennic, Yaddle, Yakov Smirnoff, Vinnie Vincent, Vicky the Robot from Small Wonder, Paul Stanley, Pago the Lesser, Watt Tambor, Master Codebreaker, Ringo Starr, DJ, Boss Nass, King Prana, Kaz Ziono, Rick Oli, Captain Tarples, Captain Kennedy, Captain EO, Captain Antoniel, Robocop, Robocop 2, Robocop 3, Robocop Prime Directives Canadian Miniseries, Watto, Papaloo, Sagwa, Wilford Brimley, Angelica Houston, Stalin's fair-haired girl, Irina Spelko, Governor Price, Commander Krug, the guy who played Luke for the George Lucas Super Live Adventure, Admiral Akbar, Admiral Radis, Kazian Andor's gloves, Michael Jackson's glove, the Glove of Darth Vader. Rada the Hut. Zero the Hut. Zorba the Hut. Lady Proxima. T-800. T-1000. T-X. T-H-X. Lady Proxima. Lady Marmalade. And George Lucas as George Lucas. All right, yes, this is the Blast Points holiday special, a very special episode of Blast Points. A very holiday special episode. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to have all kinds of special guests coming by later. There's going to be some sing-alongs, some stories being told of Star Wars holiday traditions. And maybe this episode will only ever air once and immediately be destroyed. We'll see. Get copies on VHS tapes to listen to. Months from now, you'll be like, oh, did that holiday special episode really happen or was I dreaming? (laughs) People are going to be coming on later talking about their December Star Wars traditions, like we said. But Gabe, what what are some of your special things as it gets cold outside and the Christmas tree goes up and... How do you how do you work Star Wars into it? So I think Christmas in Star Wars is almost a newer thing for me because when I was a kid, Star Wars was already out. I think Christmas time was always like I'd always get Legos and they didn't have Star Wars Legos yet. But now over the last few years with Disney movies coming out around Christmas time, it's kind of turned Christmas time more into Star Wars time and I can still spend Christmas Day, putting Legos together, but now they're Star Wars Legos. Listen to Star Wars music. Or maybe Christopher Lee's Christmas album. Yeah, it's Christmas. It's Star Wars. It's Christopher Lee. It's not really Star Wars, but it's Christopher Lee, so it is Star Wars. Really, that's all you need when you're decorating the Christmas tree. Just put on... Christopher Lee's Metal Christmas album. Christopher Lee slides on your chimney and sings you a traditional Christmas song while a metal band twirls their hair like a helicopter while you drink uh, eggnog and eat cookies. The true meaning of Christopher Lee-mas. This year I feel like it's like the holiday time because people say it is. Just because there's no new Star Wars movie in December. And for the past three years, we've gotten so used to that week before Christmas, like 
the new Star Wars movie coming out. And we're so excited for that all year. And then after that, it's like, oh, okay. That's really the only Christmas present I need. Now I can. (laughs) Well, that's like I was saying. It's like because the last three years have been Star Wars Christmas, it's like, oh, it's always been like this. But then when we were going to do this episode and thinking back, it's like, huh. There wasn't anything particularly special about Christmas time and Star Wars other than, you know, maybe getting some new toys. But, yeah, I think it's really just been Disney turned Christmas time into Star Wars time. And now they took it away from us this year. (laughs) (laughs) Because you were naughty. I guess we were naughty this year. All these Star Wars people were bad. So guess what? You don't get any Christmas with your Star Wars. Well, I'm just happy next year we're going to have our cozy holiday time star wars movie again because it's just uh, we we i think we say it every other every other episode it just feels so right why were we okay with star wars being a summertime thing for so long when really i yeah i just want to get up at 5 30 in the morning on christmas morning and go sit in a theater and watch whatever the new star wars movie is all day that's the only present i need you know though i would say there's nothing cozier then on Christmas morning, after you open the presents and the snow is falling outside and you got some coffee or something, and you say, you know what? Let's put on the Phantom Menace. And, you know, if you're on vacation, you're not going to work. Hey, Phantom Menace is done. Let's just put in Attack of the Clones. <laughs> Why not? We might as well, right? I don't have to go to work. There's no better way to spend this day. Do you remember... Any particular Star Wars present you ever got for Christmas that is a standout when you think back on Star Wars stuff? I think that's the weird thing is thinking back. I feel like when I would get Star Wars stuff, it would be for my birthday. And I can't think of any Star Wars stuff I ever got for Christmas. I always feel like I think I would ask for Transformers for Christmas because they were more expensive. Mm, that's a good <laughs> good strategy. <laughs> yeah, I, put, I put too much thought into it, I think. What about you? I read no, I do remember as a kid getting the um the original Death Star playset. And that being like, Good night. I'll see everybody later. And I also I also around the time of Empire, I really wanted the Tauntaun with the um, the belly, the cut open belly that you could put a figure inside. And I remember that was really hard to get for some reason. And uh, Circus World in Muskegon Mall. As a kid, I remember going there and they had like a bunch of the Tauntauns with the cut open bellies. And I was like, this is what I want. And I, I remember I did get it that Christmas. And it was like, again, like, thank you. I'm going to take this to my room. I'm going to go. Bye. Anything and everything that can fit into its belly is going to go into its belly for the next three days. Put a candy cane in there. Walk out. Peanut butter cups. Put milk in there and some spaghetti. Act out the movie. I'd like to declare that from now on, all I'm going to eat is going to be out of this Tauntaun's belly. <laughs> I want all my food served to me inside the Tauntaun belly. Yeah. Mom, Dad, just throw my lunchbox away. Just put it in the Tauntaun belly. I'll bring that to school. <laughs> Actually, I need five more Tauntauns so I will have room for enough food for lunch, please. Just fill it up with peanut butter. And every day at, at school, I thought you smelled bad. On the outside, and you're just sucking peanut butter out of it. <laughs> Long ago, in a galaxy far, far away, the Star Wars saga began, and Kenner continues the excitement. Tauntaun Hothwampa and action figures each sold separately. Han Solo! Hell, it's got Luke! Watch it, Tauntaun! Gotcha! Tauntaun comes with an open belly rescue feature. You'll be okay, Luke. Tonton, Huff, Wampa, and other action figures each sold separately from Kenner's Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back collection. So you've heard our Star Wars holiday traditions, but let's hear from some superstars out there what their Star Wars holiday traditions are. Hey, Jason. Hey, Gabe. It's Details, actor, creature, performer from a few of these Star Wars movies. I just thought I'd stop by and say, what's up? How are you guys doing? I hope you guys are well and having a great Christmas so far. Um, Talking about traditions and things like that, I thought I'd share just a couple of traditions that I have with you guys, if you don't mind. So let me let me get started. 
Okay, so the first tradition that I like to do is um, two weeks before Christmas, I like to watch the first three original movies, Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. Um, and I'll watch them before I go to bed so that if I fall asleep, I've fallen asleep watching something really cozy and cool and that I just absolutely dig, you know. Um, so that's so that's the idea of watching it before I go to bed. Um, it also makes them last a little bit longer, too, because inevitably I do fall asleep. <laughs> you know, it's just like you're just comfortable. I know it's coming to a certain point and it's just like it's an easy out <laughs> until the morning. But OK, having said that. Um, first of all, I watch each movie with the director's commentary. So this could take about a week, you know, um, to, to get through and, and try not to fall asleep and, and all that kind of stuff. Because um, regardless of what I'm seeing on the screen and regardless of what they're saying, there's inevitably new bits of information that I'm going to gravitate to um, regarding what's being said about these movies and the heart and passion that's that went into making these um, original movies as well as a lot of the sweat heartache and pain that also went into these movies so um, you know it gives me a great sense of um, uh, something's being accomplished something's being achieved and you know it it, it, with hindsight, we know it has been, you know, it's changed the face of cinema. So so that's my thing. I, I kind of do that first. And then once I've watched all three movies with the director's commentary, I then watch them again without the commentary. So I just watch it as as they intended. And I know some of the behind the scenes stuff because I've, I've listened to the commentary and it's all good, you know, um, and and that kind of ends that fulfillment of of watching those movies before um, I go to bed and during this Christmas period. Um, I don't know about you, but when we were kids, occasionally, you know, um, in December or in November, they might show on TV, the first original movies. And regardless of whether you already had them on VHS or not, you always had a video in that machine to record it, <laughs> you know? And that was whether you were going to be watching it at the same time or not, and whether you're going to record it on normal play or on long play, so you can have maybe three of them all on one one um, cassette, or whether it was two, maybe. But um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of following on from that tradition. And, and by the time you get to things like um, uh, Hoth, uh, on Empire Strikes Back and all that snow. Oh man, it's Christmassy, man. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's Christmassy and you've got, you've got the decorations walking around being 3PO and R2. It's just awesome. <laughs> okay, cool. So, so that's one tradition. Um, the other one I wouldn't say is kind of like a tradition, but it's something that I am very, very just moved moved by that I actually have the ability to to do this. Now, when I was a kid, um, I grew up playing with the Star Wars figures with my friend, Ricky, you know, and um, we'd go around to, to each other's house, mainly his house, because he had all the stuff there. He had all the gear um, from the videos to all the toys. And, you know, I would take over my set of toys that I have um, that weren't as many as his, but could interact with his, you know, it was just awesome like that. And we would also go down to the local store and pick up the latest um, uh, toy that might have been an Ewok that came through that wasn't released with the earlier batch. So things were being drip fed through the way that you kind of hear it on on that um, on that documentary. Um, what is it? Um, it'll come to me, but it's on Netflix, you know, um, about all those kids toys and things like that. Um, the toys that made us, that's it. Yay. See, I heard all the people that were screaming that out to me just then. Right. Um, but we had that and because of that childhood that I had uh, and that introduction of star Wars, um, that I had with him and that we shared, I have been able to now send him, um, like a few bits and pieces, like a cap or, or, or something like that, which is part of the crew gear, um, so that he can have a piece of, of, he can still have a piece of this, this experience that we had when we were kids. And to be honest, he still goes to the cinema every Christmas 
with that same state of mind like i'll catch up with him and he'll be freaking out about how amazing the latest star wars movie is um and it's like nothing's changed so to be able to have that experience and share that with someone that i grew up playing star wars toys with that's just been a magical experience for me and um and I hope it's been awesome for him too, you know, <laughs> you know, in that regard. But, uh, but yeah, there you go. Details has given you a few of my, a few of his traditions <laughs> um, for Star Wars. And listen, guys, I wish you all the best. I wish you a very a Merry Christmas. I hope it's filled with lots of Star Wars love and joy as it should be. And um, to all your listeners out there, man, thanks for all the love and yeah, we're still not done with these Star Wars things just yet. <laughs> so there's so there's good Christmas presents coming. Take care, guys. All the best. May the force be with you. Bells, bells, bells. The thing they do is ring. Bells, bells, bells. What happy thoughts they bring. Bells of every kind of... Hey, everyone. This is Caitlin from Sky Talkers Podcast, here to talk all about my favorite Star Wars holiday memories. So for me, I feel like the months of November and December are very tied to specific Star Wars memories for me. Um, they just seem to go hand in hand in my Star Wars life. So not only was The Force Awakens in December 2015 really my first big Star Wars movie experience, but one of the best presents I ever got actually was a Star Wars present at Christmas time in 2005. So in 2005, that was the year that I became a Star Wars fan. And I didn't see Star Wars until after Revenge of the Sith had come out on DVD. And so for Christmas, that year, I actually got all six of the Star Wars movies. Um, at, way back then, there were only six, um, but I got them all on DVD, and it was honestly just like this wonderful parade of Star Wars presents throughout that Christmas day, and it was amazing. I got all of the Star Wars prequels were individually wrapped, so it was like a new present every time, and I just like got to you know, it was like episode one, then episode two, then episode three, and it was so much fun. Uh, and then I, I didn't think I would get the original trilogy, actually, uh, but then I got this big uh, boxy present, and I opened it, and it turned out that it was the box set of the special edition versions of the original trilogy. And I... I, honestly, I was really shocked that I got all six of them for Christmas that year. Um, but what's funny is I don't think at the time I really understood what the special editions of the Star Wars original trilogy meant. I think I probably assumed that they were just like specially wrapped in this nice box set and had like nice DVD covers or something like that. Um, but what was great about that box set is that it came with a whole extra DVD of bonus features, which anyone that knows me knows that I low-key love Star Wars bonus bonus features. Really, I love all bonus features, but especially Star Wars bonus features. And that DVD in particular had this like three-hour documentary called, um, what was it? Oh, Empire of Dreams. And it was just like a three-hour documentary tracking along with the creation of the original trilogy. And I was obsessed with it. I think I made Charlotte watch it with me at least half a dozen times. Um, but those movies would hold such a special place in my Star Wars life because shortly after that is when Charlotte and I started doing our big Star Wars marathons. And we usually always did them at my house. And so those were the DVDs that we watched um, and down in my basement were those ones that I got for Christmas that year in, uh, in 2005. And I actually still have them. They're here. They've like followed me all throughout college. They've stayed with me, even though I have all the movies on uh, like my computer and stuff right now. There's something just so nice about popping in the DVD and like seeing that uh, title screen roll up. You know, you you know, are you gonna watch the movie? Are you gonna go to scene selection? What are you gonna do? <laughs> um, but that was really one of the best Christmas presents I think I ever got. Especially one of one of the most important Star Wars presents I certainly ever got. Um, but Star Wars in the holiday season, like I said, is such a fun time. Especially now that we're getting Star Wars movies in the holiday season. Like I said, Star Wars The Force Awakens was my first big Star Wars movie theater experience, and uh, it's it's one of my all-time top favorite Star Wars memories. Uh, so a big shout out to Blast Points for putting together this holiday special. It was really fun to reminisce, uh, and I hope however you and your family are spending the holiday season together that you're together, you're having a great time, and hopefully you're watching some quality Star Wars as well. Thank you guys so much, and may the Force be with you. I do.
now, we would like to present Twas a Night Before Christmas, as read by Jedi Master, the Negotiator, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Twas the night before Christmas, when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care, in hopes that St. Nicholas would soon be there. The children were all nestled snug in their beds, while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. Come here, my little friend. And Mama in her kerchief, and I in my cap, had just settled our brains for a long winter's nap. Don't worry, he'll be all right. When out of the lawn there came a rose, such a clatter, I sprang from the bed to see what was a matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. The jundin wastes are not to be traveled lightly. <laughs> the moon on the breast of the new fallen snow gave the luster of midday to objects below. That's no moon, it's a space station. When what to my wandering eye should appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. Quickly, they're on the move. With a little old driver so lively and quick, I knew in a moment it must be St. Nick. More rapid than eagles, his courses they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donner, and Blitzen. Happy holidays, Blast Points. It's me, Katie. You know me as Dameron on Twitter. Uh, you're just one of my absolute favorite follows, always making me laugh and always bringing that prequel love. Um, honestly, you guys are pretty much the only people I've ever met who love the Phantom Menace almost as much as I do. Almost, you know, not quite. You're not, you're not, you're not quite at my level. But you know, just uh, keep bringing the CEO Bibble memes, and you know, you, you'll get there. You'll get there. I believe in you. But um, anyway, speaking of the Phantom Menace, uh, that's actually one of my big holiday traditions around here. Oh no, not the Phantom Menace itself. No, no, no. We watch the 1996 classic film Jingle All the Way, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and, of course, <laughs> Jake Lloyd. Um, is this movie any good? No. But do I watch it anyway just to see tiny Anakin Skywalker wrestle Sinbad for an action figure? Yes. <laughs> that's that's the holiday cheer around here. And, you know, honestly, Jingle All the Way makes a really good prequel to the prequels. Um, you know, at the end, there's a really critical scene where Arnold sells his family to Gardula the Hutt. And, you know, that just it really helps you understand why Shmi tells Qui-Gon that there is no father. You know, she just she didn't want to bring Arnold into it. And, you know, I really I get that. I get it. I understand. I, uh, I feel you, Shmi. So, uh, yeah, that's basically our Star Wars cheer around here. Good old jingle all the way. Uh, you know, besides the uh, the Star Wars stockings and the ornaments on the tree and the Stormtrooper cookies and the, the Death Star waffles that we eat every every Christmas morning. You know, there's just there's Star Wars as far as the eye can see. But, you, you know, no, 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 it's, it's, it's on the down low. It's subtle. It's subtle. You got to squint, I think, to, to find the Star Wars. Uh, you know me. I, I don't like to make a big deal about my fandom. I don't. I definitely... Uh, don't scream about it all the time and only wear Star Wars clothing. You know, anyway, anyway, um, happy holidays, you guys. Uh, keep on keeping on. Keep making me laugh. Keep bringing that prequel love. I love you guys for what you do. And I hope you have a really great holiday season and a fantastic New Year's. Uh, that's about all for me. Signing out now. <laughs> Bye. Christmas in the stars. 
Christmas in the stars. What a merry Christmas this will be. Christmas in the stars, out among the stars. And now, a special conversation between Santa Claus and the First Order's Captain Kennedy. Ho, 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 Captain Kennedy. How are you doing waiting for Christmas? Are all of your presents wrapped already? Of course they are. When did you find the time to do that already? Five bloody minutes ago. Wow, well now that you're done with that, what are you going to do now? Recharge the autocannons! I hope you have a Merry Christmas, Captain Kennedy. I have to go get in my sleigh and deliver my presents. Goodbye. That puny ship is too small and to too close range. What are we waiting for? Fire on the base! Christmas in the stars, Christmas in the stars. What a Merry Christmas this will be. Jason, Gabe, listen, it's details again. Look, I couldn't leave you hanging, man. I couldn't just leave you like that without giving you just a little bit more. So I was kind of sitting here thinking, like, what else could be a Star Wars-y Christmas experience that um, uh, we'd all kind of just dig right now? So I thought about this. Some of the creatures that I've played in these movies, not all of them, um, they... As far as I'm aware, they do have things on their Christmas wish list um, that I kind of would like to share with you, if if I may. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Right, so here we go. We'll start from the top. Uh, the Force Awakens, um, Prashi and Kratinus in Maz's castle. Um, the two twin Abdurians, um, and uh, we're swindlers. We are cheats. We are damn good at what we do <laughs> but but thinking about their christmas wishes um i think prashi would want um a set of trick dice you know like the ones watto has in in phantom menace um and i think uh Kratinus would love to have a wrist card holder you know the same one that lando kind of has in solo um, I think that would be their Christmas wishes. Anything to help them swindle more um, galactic travelers out of their coinage. <laughs> I think that would be their wish. Um, I, uh, yeah, Watto and Lando. Anybody with an O at the end of their name, you better watch out. Yeah. <laughs> Hondo. See, I told you. Right. So, okay. Right. Next one is Rogue One. Um we're looking at uh, the L1 droid, um, Con. Um, oh, man, I love that droid. He is so cool. I think um, based based on uh, what we get from the visual dictionary, um, first of all, oh, can I just say, if, if you guys are into, into these films the way I think you guys are, um, and you know of the, know of these fans out there. There are a lot of fans out there that are major Rogue One fans. Um, to anybody who is a major Rogue One fan, if you do not have this book, please go out there and get it. It's the visual um, dictionary. Um, what's it say on the front? It says the ultimate visual dictionary. It's probably the best visual dictionary they've released so far. Um, it's just got so much stuff in there. Um, but that said, that being said, I think um, uh, Con, the um, manumitted tactical droid, I think he would like to f- he would like to finally own um, uh, the new processor that would help him to tactically work out how to keep his friends, the children on the street, fed. Um, uh, because he has, he has, he's like the Tin Man. He has, he has a heart, man. It's somewhere in there, but he has a heart. And um, what he would also like is the bonus that comes with that processor, is, which would be not just to understand um, spirituality, uh, understood by humans and and being understood by trying to be understood by himself as a droid, but he'd also like to discover that. Um, or he'd hope that would come with that package would be the digital neurons, which would reveal that he actually has a soul, you know, making him maybe a little bit deeper maybe <laughs> than, than a Jedi. You know, the only droid who's deeper than a Jedi. Woo. 
Um, that sounds pretty cool. But yeah, those things. I mean, L1, he's a he's a deep droid. He's awesome. Um, but that's what he would love. He would love um, the bonuses that would come with this processor um, that would help him look after the kids on the street understand spirituality and also reveal to himself that he actually has a soul as a droid okay all right now let's move on um the last jedi slow and low (laughs) that is the tempo that is oh that is awesome um okay um well look you know he's an artist he's a he's a hippie kind of artist um he does he makes sculptures out of driftwood that turns up on on his beach just outside his little little apartment house or beach house or whatever but i think what he would really want is to be able to give up his his artistry as being a sculptor and own his own casino you know, he'd pay off the police to keep the gangsters at bay because, you know what, he's a bit of a <laughs> he's a bit of a wuss. He doesn't like any of that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, it's things that would feed his ego. So I'm guessing the casino would be draped also with his past sculptures and, and things like that. But, um, yeah, it probably wouldn't look as blinging and, and as and as gold as as the one that we got to see it probably have drapes everywhere and 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 you know cushions on the floor and the roulette wheel will be on the floor too you know everything will be very very chilled out i think um yeah but that would be slow and low um and the last one hey we're at solo now so you know the last one is quay toll site just wow a pike syndicate capo <laughs> i'm getting to talk to you about the playing this dude oh my goodness um all right so quay um his wish would be to um uh i think it would be to get a um not just a pay rise but he would like to be promoted to be perfectly honest you know, he'd like to be promoted so that he can actually um, have uh, a decent breathing apparatus. Um, so, you know, his breathing is nice and clear and fluid. Um, and he would also like to um, uh, not be working on Kessel. He hates Kessel. Kessel sucks. <laughs> you know, why can't he just be chilling, vaping some spice all day long, you know, doing nothing like his bosses do. That's what he would love to do. He'd love to put his feet up. He'd like to vape some purple spice and he would just like to chill out. <laughs> that's that's all Quay would want to do. Um, but there you have it, guys. There you have it. I hope you've enjoyed that. Wishing you all a great Christmas. Wishing everybody who's listening a great Christmas. And um, yes, from a galaxy far, far away, may the force be with you. Take care, guys. Have a good one. Happy holidays to the Blast Points crew and everybody listening. Thanks for having me here. I am Tom Spina of Tom Spina Designs and Regal Robot. Uh, the guys asked me on to talk about Star Wars in the holiday season, uh, Christmas's past, favorite toys, all sorts of things that uh, December brings to mind when it comes to Star Wars. And gosh, there's so much. Uh, For me, I am OG Star Wars, original generation. I was just the right age when that first film hit. uh, And those outrageously cool Kenner toys started to surface. And uh, for me, I mean, it is hard to beat that first figure memory. Uh, It was uh, Christmas of 1978. My parents often shopped at the Sears uh, wish list using uh, what was my favorite uh, uh, thing at the time, the Sears uh, wish book, which 
we would get every year in the mail, and I would look over that. And I think there was a JCPenney one, Consumer, I think, even had one, too. And I would just, you know, drool over these pages uh, looking at all of the cool toys. And, I mean, of course, there were uh, Migos and Micronauts and all of that fun stuff, but obviously Star Wars was king. And uh, that first year, uh, when those figures arrived, it was... Absolutely amazing to me. I uh, this these were my first uh, pieces of those films in my hands, uh, and of course, very appropriately for me, the two first ones that I opened were Blue Snaggletooth and Hammerhead, uh, King of the Side Eye, <laughs> the Kenner Hammerhead figure, and. Um, so anyone who knows me knows I am absolutely obsessed with the Star Wars Cantina. I have spent my life recreating the monsters from that, uh, both just for fun and as my livelihood now, which is a crazy thing in its own right. Uh, and to be able to trace all of this back to moments like that is kind of cool. Uh, I, oddly enough, I didn't get the Cantina playset. Uh, my parents had picked up just the figure two packs and. Looking back at some of the old catalogs, it seems I was supposed to get, um, if if I remember this correctly, Walrus Man should have had, um, uh, or, or rather uh, Hammerhead should have come with um, Walrus Man rather than the Blue Snaggletooth. So really, I was destined to get initially uh, Walrus Man and Hammerhead, but for whatever reason, the two-pack my folks got had a blue snaggletooth in it and that was instantly my favorite figure and and it wasn't just because he looked like he was in kiss although that was cool i mean those boots are awesome but that uh i i I, and i had no idea that it was rare or special in any regard you know i had no idea that it was uh, a figure you couldn't get anywhere else or anything like that he was just my favorite figure and it was just that this weird connection immediately um the other figures i got at the same time were uh chewy 3po and r2 um so i had a, a pretty good mix of you know uh creature bad guys and a couple of good guys that i could fight and play with and uh, eventually come that uh, following birthday, which for me was in the summer, I had this wonderful aunt who would take me to Toys R Us on my birthday and have me pick a few things out. And so we immediately went to aisle 7C, uh, which was the Star Wars aisle. And if anybody who's from my generation remembers, they had pegboard up over on top of the aisle at an angle. And all of the Kenner Star Wars toys were, uh, you know, zip tied or, or bolted to this this bit of pegboard, and it's so weird. It's this thing that's just burned into my memory now. And I looked up at the pegboard, and I went through, and I picked out a land speeder, and I picked out Land of the Jawas, and that was uh, those were the first vehicles and playsets that I had, and uh, even all these decades later, um, those original toys, which I have, um, uh, remain very special to me. And, uh, those figures just evoke such powerful memories and instantly bring me back to those days. It's just, uh, it's really something magical and something special. Anyway, I, I, I I could go on much, much longer. Maybe next year we'll talk about, uh, Christmas in 1980 and 1981 and, uh, my adventures of, uh, of losing and eventually finding Yoda's cane. Uh, That's a teaser. You'll have to wait till next year, but thanks for having me on. I hope everybody's having a wonderful holiday season. I hope that, uh, everyone gets a little something special under the tree this year. And I hope that it's uh, something Star Wars. You guys have a great, great time. And, uh, thanks for listening. There's a kind of feeling when you sing a melody and another person sings along in harmony. It's the loveliest thing that you can do to make your voice sound better. And now, a very special conversation between Santa Claus and the creator of Star Wars, George Lucas. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, little George. Why don't you come here and sit on my lap? Uh, uh, oh, okay. Uh, what do you want for Christmas this year? I want, I want a race car. Uh, 
um, goes really fast. I want uh, I want some new Nike Monarchs. I want a plaid shirt. I want uh, the museum might open, so I need like a jacket, like a like a blazer. No Hershey bars. Melody says I can't have them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, George. <laughs> Mrs. Claus tells me the same thing, but I'll let you know a secret. Oh. I'll put a few Wendy's coupons in your stocking. Don't tell anybody. Thank you, Santa Claus. Just imagine someone who does not know how to love. Could you teach him how to do it with a photograph? Or a diagram of the human brain or some such silly scheme? Never tickle his funny bone and watch him scream. <laughs> well, the same hey, here, and I'd like to thank Jason and Gabe for having me here on Blast Points Podcast. Happy Life Day, listeners! Ah, what a wonderful time of year it is! With all the holiday cheer, psychedelic music, holographic dancing, and of course, delicious food. And what a great time of year it is to be in the kitchen whipping up that food for your celebration. My favorite meal, of course, is Bantha Surprise, Bantha Rump, some Tom Lard, Endor Onions, and, of course, that Dagobah Swamp Water. Yes, just put it together and then stir, whip, stir, whip, 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 stir, stir, whip, stir, whip, 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 stir, mash, Worcester whip, mash, taste. Mmm. Oh, how delicious. But with all that panther stew, you do need something to wash it down with. And what better than to stir up a nice cold glass of blue milk? All you need is some bantha milk, sugarcane from the fields of Endor, and of course, perhaps a little kick. From the cantina on Tatooine. Now just pour it together. And remember, make sure it's stirred, not shaken. Stir, 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 stir. And no holiday meal can be complete without a sweet treat. My favorite is the Sarlacc Bunt Cake. Three scoops of Tatooine sand, two borg eggs, bantha milk, a spinch of this and a scoop of that, and then you just stir, stir, stir. Don't let it rest for long. Keep stirring. Ah, now the meal is complete, fit for life day or any holiday celebration across the galaxy. Oh, love it. Happy Life Day, all, and thank you, Blast Points Podcast, for having me here. Remember, stir, whip, stir, whip, 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 stir, stir, whip, stir, And now, a very special conversation between Naboo's Captain Panaka and Santa Claus. Ho, 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 Captain Panaka. How's the holidays this year? Looks pretty bad. I know you've been a naughty, naughty boy this year. I don't foresee very many presents under your tree. More likely they were wiped out. You were naughty. What do you expect? This is a dangerous situation, Your Highness. Well, Panaka, I talked to the Queen, and she just, she didn't have very many good things to say about you this year. The Queen wishes it. Maybe you should ask Jabba the Hutt for presents. The Hutt's a gangsters. Ho, ho, ho. Just kidding, Panaka. There's some presents for you, but you have to find them. Where do you think they could be? In the main hangar. This way. Maybe you need to check somewhere. Check the transmission generator. Maybe. The Jedi didn't think you'd be able to find it. I do not agree with the Jedi on this. Well, after that, make sure to check your stockings. I hung them in the throne room. The difficulty is getting into the throne room. Panaka, I have a question for you. 
I know it's the holidays and everyone likes to listen to traditional Christmas music and traditional holiday tunes, but sometimes I just need a break. I'm Santa after all. I hear this stuff all year round. What do you like to listen to to wind down after a long day? Jam the doors. Oh, the doors. Do you have any recommendations? There are too many of them. Well, it's getting late. I better go. They probably spotted us. Good luck, and maybe you'll be a better boy next year. Bye, Panaka. Wait! <laughs> Hi, Jason and Gabe. This is Kirsty and Rachel from Scavengers Hall. We just wanted to say happy holidays. Happy holidays. Well, Merry Christmas, as we say here in the UK, to keep it local. Yeah, yeah, I was trying to speak their language. Um, (laughs) So yeah, we were asked to send you a little message, so we just wanted to talk about Star Wars, I guess, because we're not going to have a new Star Wars movie this year. Sorry to start out on such a negative note. Yeah, it's a bummer, but at least we're being realists. So it can only go up from here because, yeah, we've got to accustom ourselves to the fact that there's no seasonal visit to go and watch the new Star Wars movie. Mm. Because that has really been my routine for the last few years. It's been dragging my dad to his yearly cinema trip to see a Star Wars film. And now that can no longer happen. Yeah, it's weird to not have it, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be strange. I'm not sure what we're going to do with ourselves. I'm going to plan on revisiting Solo because I haven't watched that in a while and Mm -hmm. probably going to do a Force Awakens and Last Jedi double bill at some point and see who I can rope into watching that with me. Nice. That sounds like a very good plan. Yeah. I'm probably going to end up watching one Star Wars film with my dad and I expect it will be Revenge of the Sith because recently he said that he really wanted to see the one where Palpatine turns evil and gets all messed up in the face. Uh, That's not a direct quote, but that's kind of what he meant. So yeah, I'll dig out Revenge of the Sith for him and we can watch that together. So that'll be fun. That sounds very (laughs) Christmassy. Yeah, no, it does. Let's watch a man get hideously disfigured. (laughs) Yeah, no. And for any Blast Point listeners who don't know us, we just did an episode on the holiday special, which we'd both... I don't think that you've seen it before. Maybe you have. That was my first time watching it all the way through. So, yeah, you get my raw reactions, basically. It was really something. I am a fan. (laughs) Me, not so much, but I guess... This might lead people to conclude that I hate joy, um, but my breed of joy just happens to be different from that, encapsulated by the holiday special. But that doesn't mean I hate other people experiencing joy. So I'm very glad Kirsty enjoyed it so much, and I'm happy that it brings so many people joy. So yeah, yeah. There's just a lot of amazing stuff in that special. There's just, it's just so much fun. So if anyone <laughs> hasn't watched it, I highly recommend it, and don't come complaining to me. <laughs> They should sell a special edition with, like, endorsed by Kirsty of Scavengers Horde on the cover. Five stars. That'd be funny. Yeah, Fun five stars. Family, except one specific <laughs> section. Um, but yeah, to get to something more positive than me just whining about the holiday special, um, me and Kirsty are going to be able to see each other over Christmas. So that'll be nice. Yeah. So I live in the US and don't get home that often. But I will be there for Christmas so we can hang out. Yay. Woo. Yeah, we're going to make it happen. I'm not sure how much Star Wars-y stuff we're going to be able to do, but we'll make it about Star Wars somehow. Like, we, we just have that power. We'll be cultured and go and see a play and get some nice lunch together and stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And talk a lot about Star Wars. That's the key thing. Mm-hmm. Star Wars all the time. Exactly. We will bring Star Wars to us because Star Wars isn't going to come knocking at our door. Well, we've been watching Resistance. That's new Star Wars. We've been really enjoying that. Yeah, no, that's true. And that's a good way of keeping the Star Wars energy going like in what is basically the off season. So, yeah, I'm very grateful for Resistance. It's a great little show. Yeah, it seems like we're just on the point of like a lot of stuff coming around the corner. Like they're announcing all of these new shows. We've got Clone Wars coming back. So there's all of these things just just waiting for us. It's very tantalizing. Exactly. So next year is going to be big for Star Wars. I can't wait. Yeah, no, it's going to be really awesome. Uh, Right, and I think that brings us to the end of our slot. So with that, I think we should probably say Merry Christmas, and I hope you all have a lovely festive season. 
Happy holidays. Bye, Jason and Gabe. Bye. The odds against Christmas being Christmas are 365 to 1. Hey, Jason and Gabe. It's Brandon Winerdy from Talking Bay 94. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Life Day. Whatever you celebrate, happy that. I've been thinking a lot about why I associate Star Wars with Christmas time. And it's not just because I watch it around this time, because I watch it around every time. And it's not because these new movies have been released near Christmas. You've heard this thing like Die Hard is a Christmas movie, which is fine with me. Um, but the primary conceit is that it's set on Christmas, right? That's the whole, you know, Bruce Willis is going to visit his wife, I guess, or ex-wife uh, around Christmas time. But then I was like, well, why don't you consider Empire Strikes Back a Christmas movie then? You know, you have the snow. If you squint, Yoda has, you know, pointy ears and looks like a North Pole elf. You know, Darth Vader just wants to have a nice meal with his daughter. You know, all these elements of, of traditional holiday movies. But then I went back. And I went back to the Rinsler books. And definitely don't go back and read them because this is completely true. This is definitely not made up right now at 5 a.m. in the morning. This is definitely real. George, just like he structured the original Star Wars story around Hidden Fortress, uh, Kurosawa, uh, Lee Brackett and Lawrence Kasdan structured Empire around their favorite Christmas story, which is Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Yes, little known fact corroborated across the internet. Empire Strikes Back and A Christmas Carol are very, very similar, if only because of the story and its structure, Uh, specifically the three ghosts that visit Luke. And okay, you're saying, yes, you don't see the three Force spirits until the end of Return of the Jedi, sure. But let's just take it to the Empire and see how it plays out, right? First, you have the ghost of Christmas past, Obi-Wan, visiting Luke on Hoth, right? He says, go to Dagobah, there you will learn from Yoda, the Jedi Master who instructed me, right? That's the past, that's the past of the Jedi. Obi-Wan's there to show it to him. Then, you go to Dagobah, and it's Yoda, the ghost of Christmas present, right? And Luke sees that vision of what his friends are doing at Bespin, and he goes and, and tries to save them, but Yoda's like, hey, like, it's difficult to see, always in motion, the future is, it sounds just like the vision's in A Christmas Carol. And then you take it even one step further with the ghost of Christmas yet to come, Darth Vader, right? Who extends his hand and says, it is your destiny, join me and together we will rule the galaxy as father and son. That sounds like the future to me, right? I think the only thing, the only thing that's wrong with my theory, right? This theory is is 99% there. The only thing is I can't figure out who Tiny Tim is, right? Is it R2? Is it Lobot? I don't know. But this is what I got. I think that this three minutes or whatever this was, is the worst thing I've ever uh, recorded. But that being said, uh, happy holidays, Moof Milkers, and uh, yeah, we'll see you around. Do we have the data on what to get the Wookiee this year? He already has a comb, you know. And now, a very special conversation between Senator Bale Organa from Alderaan and Santa Claus. What's going on here? Ho, 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 Bell Organa, just putting some presents under the tree. It's the holidays, you know. And so it is. Oh, you've been pretty good. What do you want for Christmas? A baby girl. A baby girl? You already have a baby girl, and you hardly see her as it is. You're always out with your friend the Jedi. You really think that's a wise decision under these stressful times? Bail, the debate is over. Unfortunately, the debate is not over. Last point. This is Richard. And this is Sarah. From Skywalking Through Neverland. Well, it's that time of year again where we start our Star Wars holiday traditions. Now, for me, Star Wars and Christmas have always gone hand in hand since the original film was supposed to have opened in Christmas of 1976. And now with the three out of the four last films opening in December... We're back to where it all started. Indeed. So so let's go back to our childhoods. So, Richard, do you have any childhood memories, specific ones, of Star Wars and the holidays? Well, going back to childhood, that's my favorite place to go. And my mind goes back to the, the Sears Christmas catalog. Okay. And waiting, and waiting for the mailman to drop off this huge tome full of toys and wonder. And, and then my sister and I fighting over it to see who's going to get it first and... Oh, I was the younger one, so I always got it first. Yeah. So, so I got it open, and 
I would rifle through the pages and get to that Star Wars centerfold uh, where all the Star Wars toys were all set up in a big, fun diorama. Nice. And then it was fun going through the rest of the book like a scavenger hunt, trying to find where other Star Wars items were, were hidden and then get a big red magic marker and circle everything you wanted. Nice. And Now, how about you? Okay, well... Back when I was a kid, I wasn't into Star Wars yet. And when I became into Star Wars, it, it wasn't really a Christmas thing or a holiday thing. So when you say holidays and Star Wars, my mind flashes back to 2015. <laughs> and freezing out in the cold of Hollywood Boulevard as we waited for the world premiere of The Force Awakens about a week before Christmas. And that really was the year when Star Wars and Christmas became indelibly linked in my mind. Because, you know, all throughout the Christmas season, we, you know, I was following, uh, the, you know, seeing how much money Star Wars was making. It's our movie, mm-hmm. you know, and and it was just exciting. And it was a fun holiday experience to go see The Force Awakens multiple times during our, our break. Right. But this this year is going to be a little different in the last couple of years because we don't have to get ready for a screening or press conferences or or picking a spot out on the Grauman's Chinese Theater forecourt. Nope, not this year. To hunker down and keep warm while we wait for that, that opening night. Yeah, so what do we do this year for Star Wars and holidays? So this year we're going to start our Star Wars holiday traditions by going to the local Home Depot. Uh-huh. Where we're going to see what they have in stock this year for Star Wars holiday inflatable lawn ornaments. Oh, uh, it's like the most fun time of the year. <laughs> now, this year, we were blessed with a giant inflatable ATM-6. <laughs> because when you think of Christmas, you think of lumbering, terrorizing tanks. Exactly. And we added that to our lovely front yard tableau that also includes the AT-AT from last year, mm-hmm. which has little lights on it. Yeah, what else do we have? Ten feet tall. Oh, my gosh. Is. We have a droid to the world inflatable, Vader holding a candy cane, <laughs> and stormtroopers caroling. I know. It's amazing. And it, we complete our tableau, of course, with some Mickey-themed lights. And it's fun to watch the kids walk by and just stop at our house and, and just look for hours and hours until we have to ask them to leave. All right. Well, of course, we have to have nice, soothing music when we decorate our Christmas tree with Star Wars holiday ornaments. So what what music do we put on, Richard? Well, of course, Christmas in the Stars. (laughs) It's going to be playing in the background as we're trimming our tree and and trying to figure out what ornaments will get the front and center spots. Mm -hmm. But but, we got to say that in the middle, in the prime spot, goes my original 1977 Darth Vader Lives necklace, Uh which we turn into a medallion. Of course. And for the vintage fans, you'll know what I'm talking about when I say Darth Vader, V-A-D-A-R, they didn't have spell check back then, lives. That goes right front and center. (laughs) And then, Sarah, how do we finish out our Star Wars holiday traditions? Well, sometimes on Christmas morning, we're like, well, we've opened all our presents. What do we do now? Disneyland! Disneyland. (laughs) Yay! So, sometimes we go to Disneyland, and we, of course, have to go over to Tomorrowland, where we go on Star Tours. And I go there with such hope, such hope that on a magical day like this, I get to be the rebel spy on Star Tours. Mm -hmm. However, it seems like I am on that naughty list every single year, because I still have never been chosen for the rebel spy. My day will come. (sighs) Well, on that note, let's wish everyone at Blast Points a Merry Christmas. And always remember, never never land land on Alderaan. And now, a special conversation between Supreme Leader Snoke and Santa Claus. Ho, 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 Supreme Leader Snoke. I just popped into your boudoir to hang up some stockings. Tied on a string indeed. How's your wound? Oh, it's getting better. You go through as many chimneys as I do, you're bound to fall sometime. So much strength. You know, Snoke, you know who is a really good boy this year? Skywalker, (laughs) I assumed. Wrongly. Actually, Snoke... I brought a bunch of presents for you. Now, I fear I was mistaken. Snoke, how do I get out of your chimney? Darkness rises and light to meet him. 
ho, good idea. Thank you, Supreme Leader Snoke. Such spunk. Hi, Jason and Gabe. This is Oki from Japan. I've been enjoying the Blast Point since I met both of you at the Star Wars Celebration Orlando. Thank you for sharing wonderful podcasts every time.、Uh, speaking about holiday season, for the past several years, we talk about new Star Wars and、uh, enjoying related events also,、uh, such as、uh, Force Awakens,、uh, Rogue One, and Last Jedi.、Uh, there is no new movie in this holiday season, but of course, We are enjoying Star Wars. And、uh, recently, there is one song getting popular among us.、Uh, when we were listening to the soundtrack of Solo, and suddenly one of our members said, Wow, this song is really cool. And the other, other member also said, Oh, how to shift the sound is just amazing. And、um, this is true music from the galaxy far, far away. And they made lyric of Japanese pronunciation. Now they can sing and dancing at the, our friend's party. You can see how crazy we are with the、uh, uh, hashtag chicken in the pot in Instagram. Uh, so, we'd like to send this wonderful song to you、uh, for your holiday season special. Hope you enjoy it. Thank you. Konnichiwa! Konnichiwa! We are j a y o n a s Japan! Thank you, thank you, thank you! Arigato! This is our favorite song. Here we go! For sand people. Only Imperial stormtroopers are so precise.
think that is what you call a Blast Points holiday special? It was definitely special. <laughs> we'll see if it's a if it's a classic or not, but it was definitely a special. <laughs> we asked Starship to write a new song called Light the Sky on Fire Part 2, but Light the Sky on Sarah. They never returned our emails, so. Hey. But we do want to thank everyone that sent in their clips. We appreciate it so very much. We love each and every single one of them. Thank you all so much. We're so glad that you participated. Yeah, thank you so much for being involved with our special episode. Hopefully you don't regret it, but <laughs> we won't. We won't regret it. Yeah, like we say in every episode, when you're done listening, head over to iTunes, write a little something. Maybe write a little something about what you heard in this episode, how it made you feel. Is this going to be part of your new Star Wars holiday tradition? Or will you track down every copy of this and smash it with a hammer? (laughs) (laughs) And after you write us a five-star review over on iTunes, don't forget to head over to BlastPointsPodcast.com. Instagram, Twitter, or check us out on Facebook and make sure you sign up for the Blast Point Super Chill Group so you can live Blast Point's holiday special 24-7, 365 till the end of time. Blast Point never sleeps on the Super Chill Group. We'll be somewhat back to normal next week um, (laughs) with another all-new episode. Yeah, there's a couple uh, anniversaries coming up. An anniversary and a pre anniversary. Yeah, we're going to be almost one year away from episode nine. So, oh, what's in store with that? I don't know. Oh. But that about wraps up the Blast Points holiday special. Thank you, everyone who sent stuff in. Again, thank you, everyone, for listening. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Talk to you soon. May the force be with you. Goodbye, old friend. May the force be with you. Are you sure you're Obi-Wan Kenobi and not Ringo Starr? Well, of course I know him. He's me. Well, I've not gone by the name of Obi-Wan before you're born. Hey, that's it. That's all we need to do. I don't know what the, what the hell we're doing. <laughs> May the force be with all of you.